What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. I am your co-host, Ben Rayside, and today we are continuing our Marvel movie marathon, and we are staying in the MCU. Last week, we had Iron Man 2. And this week, we are talking about the next installment in phase one of the MCU in Chris Hemsworth and Kenneth Branagh's Thor. But I'm not going to be doing that alone. With me here today, as always in the Marvel Movie Marathon, are the loyal co-hosts. First off, we have Mr. Ethan Wensloff. Ethan, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, it, it's good to be back in the MCU, but man, can, before we get started with this, can one of you guys get up here and just massage my neck? <laughs> It, it hurts from watching this movie at a 45 degree Ooh. angle the whole time. <laughs> Man, uh, I noticed that. But anyway, no, I'm I'm happy to be here and I'm ready to talk about Thor, the next chapter in the ever expanding MCU. You really do have to crane your neck at these freaking Dutch angles in this. He was Kenneth Branagh was on something when he made this movie and most of the time, you know, we'll talk about Dutch angles and many other things with uh, also Mr. Micah Head. Micah, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty great. And you know what? I got to say, I like this movie. I'll have another. 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 <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Very good. Very good. Before we get into this next phase in the MCU, though, please consider giving our YouTube channel a subscription and also uh, going to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcast and dropping us a follow it would greatly help out as we continue along with the marvel movie marathon where we review every single marvel film that was ever put to the theaters with all that said let's get into it let's open our sling rings and head over to the marvel cinematic universe for battle. You crave it. You know not what your actions would unleash. These people are innocent. And die with them. I will end this. Heimdall! <laughs> Open the Bifrost! Open the Bifrost! I know, I know you're there! <laughs> Father, we'll finish them together! Silence! <laughs> oh, man. All right. <clears throat> 2011 saw a lot of great superhero films. And Thor, is that going to be among them? That's what we're here to talk about. That's what we're here to really dive deep into this movie. And, uh... Today, what are you guys laughing about? What are you guys laughing at? Sorry. What did I say? What did no, I no, say? No, uh, what did I say? <laughs> uh, what, what did he say, Micah? You said among them. I, I, my brain has been conditioned. Hardwired. Hardwired. During COVID. Dude, Tim, that's true. Tim that's said true. among us this Sunday. And I, oh, oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's so bad. Yeah, he was, I was ready at, for I was it. at um, Moody Bible's uh, Founders Day thing. He said among us in the middle of the sermon. <laughs> I look up at him. Like, I, I, I actually impulsively look up and look around. You're trying to see who else picked up on yeah, it. Yeah. Isn't it weird, though? That's Nobody true. looked. At first, I didn't know what I was looking for. I, I was... Wait, what? 
It was in the back of your, the recesses of your brain. Something yeah. activated. Wait a minute. I'm uh, all, I'm all, uh, <laughs> there's a, uh, ooh, what's, uh, whatever the winter, the winter soldier thing. Oh, it's the winter. Yep. It's the, winter it's the cold. Words. It's the cold. The, the, the <laughs> thing to activate the winter soldier for any, for any Gen Zer who played among us. That That's the code. That That's how you get them. <clears throat> anyway, oh. Thor. Anyway, yes. Anyway. Sorry for the tangent. No, 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 no. That's okay. Because sometimes on the podcast, we'll, I'll say something and you guys will just bust out laughing. And I'm, I'm, I wonder if I should stop it and ask or just continue <laughs> on and try to work. Because I'm like, oh, I really want to know what they're laughing at. <laughs> Dang it. They're laughing at me. What are they doing? <laughs> exactly. It's like, is it something I said? Is it me? I don't know. Dang it. All right. <clears throat> Go. I mean, no, yeah. go. Go. <clears throat> 2011 saw a lot of great superhero movies, and we're here to determine if Thor is among those great movies, as well as in our Marvel movie marathon. But before we get into that, I want to know what you guys think, first and foremost. And I want to start with Mr. Wensloff. I want to start with you first, because I know kind of how you feel about these Thor movies, and I, I want to get your thoughts. First, I want to know the history with this movie, though. Uh, so history with this movie is I watched this uh, as as I've watched all of the MC movies after I saw the first Avengers. I don't know. I think I legit watched it the same week after I got home from the theater because I had the luxury of having Netflix at the time. And in the early days of Netflix, they had the early MCU films on there. So we had Captain America and we had Thor. So, yes, I, I saw Thor probably the same week I saw Avengers in uh, 2012. And, yeah, I was a massive fan of Thor when I was a child. Really enjoyed it. And then I, I just about two years ago, I rewatched Thor. And I did not like it. No part of me liked it at all. I don't know why. Then in this recent rewatch... I'm going to hold that close. I'm going to hold that close. I'm not going to reveal my Ooh, thoughts yet, Ben. Whoa. Because I want to slowly He's sprinkle things out throughout the chance. podcast because I know you really want to know what I'm thinking. But I do. I, but I, I want to I wanna hold on to that just a little longer. Interesting. If that's all right. If that is completely okay. And I'm going to switch gears to you now, Micah. Are you going to hold things close to the chest or are you going to you going to reveal your thoughts? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely going to. To be or not to be. That is the question with Shakespearean Thor. And I got to say, I'm a fan. I, I really like this movie. I like how this doesn't follow a kind of Marvel formula. It's early enough where it's it's its own thing. It doesn't undercut every little Every like we saw with Love and Thunder, it undercuts every single dramatic moment with a joke. This movie, the jokes are much more situational. Uh, situational, yeah. It's not as natural. Like, yeah, throwing a joke in there just to have a joke. It's okay. Here's a situation that's serious, and there's a little something funny at the end for it, or something alongside it, just a little whatever to enhance the experience. It's not just a comedy movie. I'd say that this isn't a comedy. Absolutely not. Unlike Ragnarok and Love and Thunder, this is more of a, a drama. Your, and an your classic film. MCU yeah, yeah. stage film. And that's yeah. what I like about this. It's its own thing. It takes itself seriously and it takes you for this ride. gives you this world. Oh, just dropped my MacBook. Uh, <laughs> gives you this, this world full of lore. And if you already know um, mythology, Norse mythology, you can follow along and be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool how they're implementing this and they're showing us this stuff, like how Loki's adopted and how he's actually a frost giant and uh, all these different things. And uh, I was watching this movie with Parker 
you know, he's he's a history buff. He's yeah, a lord. Absolutely. And, um, he, I was asking him questions like, so is Loki always a frost giant? And is Loki always uh, adopted in, in mythology? And uh, what are these guys? And which which realm is this, do you think they're in? Is this, uh, is this Helheim or is this... Whatever you had an encyclopedia. Yeah, with and yeah. it was like, yeah, yeah this is actually uh, this place, and <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, sweet, because because uh, Heimdall's more like this place, and oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> it's a great Parker impression. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, Parker, if you ever watch a movie with Parker, he's a great guy to watch movies with. Nice. Yeah. I'd love to Especially watch these kinds of movies. Parker. But yeah, love this movie. Great action. Great comedy. Great. Uh, not a comedy, but great comedic moments. Um, well tasted. I'll say that. I like what you say about it's its own thing, because this really does, aside from a few MCU connections, and there usually is with these phase one films, I would love, like, I really like that you said that it's its own thing, because it really feels that way. The whole Asgard, Midgard deal is totally unique, and we get... A lot of that in Thor, the Dark World, too. But I just, I got to say, I love how unique they went with it as soon as Phase 1 started. You know what this reminds me of? Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Mm. It's its own thing. Way out, far. You know, we haven't developed Earth as much yet. We've only have Iron Man 1 and 2 and Hulk under our belts. That's it. And we haven't explored much of Earth. We haven't explored much of Deep Space. We haven't explored anything. And just like with Guardians of the Galaxy, we're getting that here. And I feel like they're just... Uh, Guardians may have been that revitalization of what mm. they saw in Thor. Well, because this is definitely the first, like, the is first... Son of Car? <laughs> son of Cole. Son of Cole. Son of Cole, sorry. Yes. Yes. yes, he is. Ethan, J Ethan brought his Phil Colson minifig yes, into I the did. podcast son of for inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he calls him. It's beautiful. It's so great, yeah. Uh, no, no. I, uh, I'm, here to I'm here to tell you guys that Thor is a certified banger. Mm -hmm. A certified banger of a film. I liked it before. Certified banger. Okay. It is so much more enhanced. And that might be a mixture of two things. One, childhood nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Because I too, after the Avengers went out, I watched this movie. I can't even imagine how many times on Netflix. But also after the release of Thor Love and Thunder, this really has a new appreciation into... Because when I left the theater for Thor Love and Thunder, I was so taken aback by how not seriously everything was taken to go to this first Thor movie and to just show the respect on everyone of what they have, the hammer, if he, whoever, whoever be worthy shall possess the power of Thor. Like there is, I mean, the acting is fantastic. The music is so, so good. So good. And I'm telling you right now, I am here to say this is one of, the best movies we have watched mm, on okay. the Marvel movie okay. marathon so far. And it is so far right now, I might even say we're going through all the Marvel movies, but you this put it above Iron Man. Are you saying that? My favorite Thor movie. It oh, might be. Thor movie. Okay. I, we're going to have to go through Ragnarok. Yeah. But it is so good. It is so good. And I, I love this movie. I cannot wait to dive into it. Would yeah. you say this is more what Thor should be? Yes, Ragnarok? absolutely. He is not 
a jokey character in the comics. Now, I don't mind that he is because I heard someone say the argument of, well, he's he's been on Earth and the Avengers are that way. So it makes sense that he would adopt some of those. But when you undercut the emotional character development only for jokes, see, Ragnarok handles it well, mm-hmm. but Love and Thunder does not. And so when he starts, he can be very Shakespearean, you know, up, uppity, you know, but as time goes on, he starts to get that way. But I, I think the journey of Thor with many different directors has left him a little, you know, a little all over the place. Yeah, it's not as clean with as Iron Man and Captain America. Yeah, we can agree that looking at it now, it is a lot more different than when we just had Ragnarok. You know, everyone liked that switch. Ragnarok was just, uh, for the most people, just a beloved film. It's fresh. It was fresh, yeah. And then when Love and Thunder came out and this Thor that... Uh, started out like this and we'll get to see him progress through the movies is just a bumbling buffoon mm-hmm. in love and thunder. It really, it doesn't sit right. And it really just makes you really just upset at where they took the character. And I do kind of sympathize with people who, uh, cause end game, he, I don't think he's the best character in end game either. I think they give him an emotional journey, but they do kind of really lean into the humor in that too, by giving him a fat dad bod and he's playing Fortnite. So the, the changes that this character goes through where I think uh, we just watched Iron Man 2 last week. Tony Stark, fantastic arc. We love where he ends up. I think Thor, they maybe go a little backwards, they, yes. especially when you look at Love and Thunder. And I loved what Micah said about how this stands out. It's its own thing. I think after, what is this, our 23rd movie, mm, yep. right? After 23 movies, this is just highly unique. Like the Lord of the Rings vibes that you get from this movie. It introduces this world. Yeah, like this they, brand new world, the nine realms, all super cool concepts. I really love all that stuff in Asgard. And just it, it does stand out being its own thing and just the use of CGI and it's not the best sometimes, but some of it looks really good. Some of it does. And I really like the story. And like you said, Ben, the casting is fantastic. And I even wrote, you know me, I'm not as big into music as you, but I wrote down here, music is good. And Mm. that's, that's not something I normally pick up on, but I felt it with the Thor theme. Whenever he's doing something, I'm like, Oh, this, this is nice. I like this. The opening prologue sequence with Anthony Hopkins narrating the whole history of everything and then the shot from Earth to Asgard, from Jotunheim to Asgard, when it goes into the water and it pans up and down and then you see the beautiful like CGI of Asgard. I'm telling you, man. Opening got me so hyped for the two hours that this movie was about to take me on. And yes, the music is great. Why am I blanking on the name of the... I gotta give credit. Of the where credit is too. Yeah, I, I gotta look it up. I was listening to the Thor soundtrack on the way here today, man. It was... Oh, it had me so, so hyped, man. Patrick Doyle. He, he always does the music for any one of Kenneth Branagh's film. It, it's like a Hans Zimmer and Christopher Nolan type deal. Whatever Kenneth Branagh does, Patrick Doyle does. And, oh my gosh, he does not disappoint. Unfortunately, he does not go on to produce any more of Thor's music. But I think, hot take here, he has the best music out of anyone in the MCU. Mm. Another person I'd like to shout out is the cinematographer. And while you guys were saying that there were a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Dutch angles. A lot of Dutch yes. angles. Yeah. The shots were beautiful. They I were. loved the yes. composure in these shots. And the one thing I did notice that they don't do anymore... 
is they don't frame movies for normal cameras anymore. You guys notice that? So Explain. In, in new movies, they film everything on IMAX. So everything's IMAX. You know, you got to film, you got to set up wider, you got to, all this stuff. And people's foreheads are cut off, their bodies are cut short, and all these things. But in these movies, you get that extra 20% screen real estate that they're talking about in the IMAX ads. Mm. Already, it's just already in there because they're just standing further back or they're zooming out a little more or whatever. They're framing it so you can see what the director intended on the original way to watch it. So <laughs> yeah, that, I, I just thought that the shots look so much more complete when you can see the whole person instead of a slightly cut off, zoomed in uh, IMAX film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that, that's that's something I really liked, but. To go back, uh, cinematographer, I loved how the shots looked. I love, um, yeah. Do you have a specific shot that really just... A lot of the Bifrost stuff looks great. A lot of the uh, Asgard stuff looks great. Asgard is definitely the highlight, bro. It's totally... The shot of Loki sitting on the throne, like kind of like perched up, and he's got his like spear there or whatever, his staff is a beautiful shot oh my goodness and then when thor walks in with his helmet that we never see again no, that's a clean do. look we man. get a little little reference to it in ragnarok when he fights hulk but no he, he looks really good in the helmet too like the shout out to the costume designer on this film it, it's so good so good I, every costume looks great and Odin, back Loki. in back in the day when they put in the work and they made practical costumes, mm-hmm. which they, they do now that they show off at premieres. But you can tell that the actors don't always wear them. Here, Thor's wearing that. Chris mm-hmm. Hemsworth is wearing There's that. There's no green screen tight suit that no. they're wearing right now. And the sets, too, a lot of them are practical. Obviously not all of Asgard, but the, the Bifrost, that's all practical. Super they, cool. They actually built the, the Bifrost and had them sucked up yeah, in the yeah. sky. No CGI <laughs> needed, man. Wow. Rainbow Bridge, real. All that's real. All real. I believe it. One thing that this movie really got real me excited me. for is uh, all the swashbuckling realm adventures that we're going to be having with Thor. And these me too. Movies. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Can't for wait this. to see the rest of the realms and... We, you know, I, hope, I hope they never put conflict. him in a hot dog suit and on roller skates. Ooh, yeah. That would suck, wouldn't it? Ooh. Yeah, you know, it, it would. It'd be so cool if, like, they got um, kind of like what God of War does, where they go and they they mix the mythologies, so you can go to different, um, like Greek mythology, and then they bring uh, Thor over to to Greece, and then he kills Zeus. Or oh wait, never mind. Oh, Whoops. That, they they. They handled that terribly. (laughs) Whoops. Thank you, Taika. I know. I know. It's hard to look at the legacy of this character, but right now, it it being as small as it is. So much potential. Right. It has so much potential. And so I like this movie so much that I even went to the DVD bonus. I watched every deleted scene. I watched the, there's a featurette on the blu-ray bonus disc that has the road to the avengers feature at a commercial for the avengers that they made for the dvd here and it shows them talking about it no footage is they're using comic book panels and kevin feige and stan lee are talking about the potential that they have for this movie and it and it just shows comic book panels Mm -hmm. you know and it's just like the potential and it was like the, just the inception of this huge universe is so cool to see, man. And they're in full swing now. When this movie oh, yeah. ends, it tells you Thor will return in the Avengers. And 
also if we're talking about the vendor setup is this is this not one of the best post credit scenes in all of the MCU I know we said that last week but I think this one is I even remember watching this even after I had seen Avengers and I went wow Whoa. wow <laughs> this is I think this is the best one out of all the phase one Iron Man's iconic yeah but this one I guess that's worth a look like oh, oh, it just gets your blood boiling and then Loki looks at the mirror and at the audience of yeah. course yeah I guess that's worth a look oh yeah. for those of you who uh, don't know what they're talking about uh, he opens up the briefcase and there's the infinity stone and tesseract which i don't which we think, don't know is the infinity stone at that point at that we? point it wasn't an infinity stone it was no, just it wasn't. It was the device the for they Loki's don't know power. Yet. yeah it's weird because even in this movie when we're in odin's vault you see a full infinity gauntlet so they they uh we like to think okay yeah they have the whole infinity saga planned out but really what they had planned out in this first phase is we want to go to an Wasn't Avengers movie. Was it in this movie? movie? The Infinity it? Did was, I miss it? Yeah. Yep. I missed it? Yeah. Oh, I was even looking for it. It's a very quick, it's quick. quick and you'll miss it's it. It's quick. Shot. Yeah. Let me look it up real quick. So but. it's when the Destroyer shoots and kills the Frost Giants. And right as his beam goes by, if you look right before oh, his beam enters the scene, it's very quick. You're like, but it is there. You're sitting there, man, in hindsight, what a stupid Frost Giant. He went for the, the big, big blue, I don't know, what's the big blue box called? It is the Casket of Ancient Winters. Yeah, he went for the Winter Wonderland box instead of the <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet. What a moron right there. That right. looks like it already has two stones in it. Yeah. <laughs> Which we know because of Ragnarok that that's a fake. Yes. They had to retroactively go back and... Uh, because like, Feige's sitting there in right, his office. Feige was just like, yeah, let's, let's, let's put that in there. To a casual <laughs> yeah. fan, they'll never know it, but he knows the nerds who dissect these yeah. movies. He's like, oh, we gotta, so I got to fix that. Micah, you that need terrible, to do something about yeah, that. <laughs> that. Continuity air right there. The, the, the main reason that I like this movie is the journey that Thor's character goes on. From being this pompous fool, you are a vain, greedy, cruel boy. That's what Odin calls him at the very beginning of the movie. And he goes on this character journey all the way to the end to where he's literally willing to give up the woman that he has fallen in love with to save the people that he wanted to destroy at the beginning of the movie and to apologize to his brother who has taken everything from him. And I'm telling you right now, it is so... the. One of the best scenes in the movie is when he goes to the Destroyer and he's talking to Loki and he's like, Brother, whatever I have done to wrong you, whatever I have done to lead you to do this, I am truly sorry. But these people are innocent. Taking their lives will gain you nothing. Take mine and end this. The essence of heroism, boys. I'm telling you, it, it had me, it gave me chills. It was that good. I was, I was in love with it by the end of it. Now, is it the best MCU movie? No. Are there better movies to come? There are many better movies to come, but right now, as far as we've gone, this is one of the best. I'm telling you right now. Was it intentional in Endgame when uh, Thor... Gets Mjolnir back and he says, "I'm still worthy." That's like shot for shot right there from when he when he's worthy again in this movie. Like right hand, uh, same kind of angle, looking over. He doesn't say, "I'm still worthy," but 
It's got to be. It's yeah. so close. I'm not I'll, sure I wonder about if that, that one in their mind. I'm sure it was. Yeah. But I'm not sure about that. I'd have to I'd have to rewatch that scene again. I mean, I, he also just it's his hammer. But can we agree that on the parameters of being worthy that the Thor in Love and Thunder should not be able to wield Mjolnir? Absolutely yeah, not. Definitely not. That that that's, that's one of my I we said that. Go check out our Love and Thunder podcast that we did a couple months ago, but that was one of the main reasons why I hated that movie. Well, I, tons of main reasons why I hated oh, that movie. But. And none of the rednecks are worthy. Come on. Come on. None of them. Not Come even on. Stan the Man. Did it work? <laughs> oh, such a great, great. cameo. Yeah. Oh, we oh. used to make fun of this one all the time as kids. We would always say, did it work? As, as he said, oh, it's so good. There was a... Uh, an extended bonus feature on here. It was they were. It was just called a conversation, and it was a conversation with Stan Lee, and he was asking the director and all of the cast and crew. He's like, "Well, how's Asgard gonna look? Because when we drew it up all those years in the '60s, you know." And he's asking them all about it, and they're like, "We basically said we're gonna take what's on the page, and we're gonna translate it into." And it looks beautiful. And it looks beautiful. Now, I mean, obviously, it's not you know exact. But the weird, you know, way they do the designs for Asgard. I just can't imagine there. being like not not only being Stanley, but being a comic book reader and getting to see Asgard come to life. Because I think out of everything we've seen, this is the most uh, mystical thing that we've seen. Like everything yep. else has the, uh, the first CGI could, environments. Yeah, it, is, is it really is. And it's so cool to look at. And just I can't like we highlighted last week with the. End credit scene of uh, Coulson looking at Mjolnir, and you're like, the comic book fans would be freaking out, and the comic book fans also would be freaking out. About, I think all of Phase One comic book fans were insane because I remember it was a couple months ago, right before Love and Thunder came out. I was sitting in the comic book shop talking to this guy, and he was telling me how much he loved Thor and how great he thought the first Thor movie was, and just how they got everything so right, and how the the hammer flew exactly how he pictured it from the page. And he's and then he proceeded to tell me, yeah, when, when Avengers came out, they his hammer spins. I don't know why it does that. He was he was mad about that. Something I never noticed ever, but it's cool to see to these comic readers getting to experience this. Because regardless of what we want to be or not, we were born in a time when these movies just are the introductions to the world. We can't walk around that it's it's just how we get introduced to the characters so we know the movies first and foremost so hearing it from someone who got to see it from page and then years later getting to see it on the screen it's just such a cool story to hear because now it's like you read a comic book eh, maybe we'll see that one day they had no idea though back then no i don't think they ever pictured seeing asgard come to life like that so it's really well, cool to see it. glimpses of of thor and captain america and hulk stuff <laughs> Uh, and Doctor Strange even, uh, but they weren't very good movies. No, uh, right. It's it's just this is next level. This is people had money behind their passion too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy that we got to you know experience the Infinity Saga. Like whether or not Phase Five, Six, Seven, however far they go, wherever we go, yeah, I'm excited. But I'm just glad that we collectively were able to go this and see magical. each yeah, yeah. movie as it came out and to build to the ending that was Endgame. And, and everyone we, wants to hate it. We have to see how these phases build because as of right now, like the way phase one is building, it is so fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited for 
Avengers, the Avengers. And we'll have to see how phase two feels. And obviously three is great. You got Infinity War and Endgame in there. But will they feel as magical as this in the buildup in the movies that aren't the Avengers movies? Because Infinity War is great. Endgame is great. But will the base level movies feel the way that these feel? Is Endgame that great, though? Because... This movie, according to Hollywood Reporter. Oh, yes. <laughs> the yes. list that we talked about last week, the 70 films ranked by the Hollywood Reporter. What's Thor at on Hollywood Reporter? Thor is at 35. 35. Smack dab in the middle of our list. And the end game is 36. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So according to the Hollywood Reporter. Okay, I guess I'm you, wrong. Thor is better I was than, listening yeah. back to the Iron Man 2 podcast. You never told us who wrote that. I want to know the oh, name yeah, of the person yeah, yeah. who wrote that. Up. Now that I've already read the list. Yeah, right. I want to know who wrote the list. Shout out to, uh, it was a team. Oh, a team? let's hear the team. John DeFore. Okay. Leslie Felperin. Uh, I might have said that wrong. And Jordan Mincer. Mincer. So they had their own. There are three of them. They had, a, they had a multiverse monologues panel that they failed them. They did. They failed. They failed. You know what? It'll, it'll be fun to type up our article in uh what is it? Ten years at this pace. Multiverse monologues. Yeah. Multiverse monologues. Every movie ranked. And you know what? That's gonna that's gonna be good. That's gonna be a good one. I'm confident in that oh. because just looking at it now, I think. I mean, I'm part of the panel. We're we're the most biased people in the earth. Yeah. Really, really I think the most sacrilege <laughs> thing about this list is that 68 is Howard the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoa! 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 So, I, I think Quack Food deserves a little. You know what say? Let's talk about Jane, right? Jane mm. Foster. So a big critique is uh, kind of how quickly they fall in love in this movie. And this is nothing new. Superhero love stories have, have always been bad. But let's look at G, uh, Thor and Jane. And I want to I compare them. This may be our, our best version. Of I want to compare so them to the other couples on our list. All right. So I've written down every couple we've encountered on our Marvel movie marathon with our lead. So we have Howard and Beverly from Howard the Duck. <laughs> we have Blade and Karen. Down. We have Wolverine and Jean Grey. We have Jean Grey and Scott. We have Peter and MJ. We have Matt Murdock and Elektra. We have Bruce and Betty from Angley's Hulk. We have Frank and Maria from The Punisher. We have Elektra and Mark Ooh. from the Elektra movie. <laughs> which no oh, one, no one will remember. <laughs> no. Nope. We have Johnny Blaze and Roxanne. We have... Uh, Peter and Gwen from Spider-Man 3. I wrote that down. Reed and Sue, Tony and Pepper, Bruce and Betty from The Incredible Hulk, Logan and Kayla, and then Thor and Jane. Dude. So what, what are we feeling? <laughs> wow, this real, relationship real quick, looks like quick, it's top I want to add, um, I was at this resale shop with my aunt and her friend, and I saw Elektra sitting there. The and movie. I was like, yeah, I saw the movie sitting there. And I, I pick it up. In what like, form? Uh, just DVD. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. I pick it up. And I'm like, hey guys, check this out. Have you know, <laughs> seen this movie before? And she's like, that movie's so good. No, I love that movie. No, 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 no. I said, whoa, 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 you've seen this movie? You know about this movie? She's like, yeah, it's really good. It's so fun. And oh, <laughs> <laughs> say, <laughs> okay. I didn't even want to argue with her. I, I felt, I felt mean. Just <laughs> Michael was flabbergasted. So, yeah, let's talk about Thor and Jane, because I've read the list of all these relationships, and I think we can all agree that for the most part... Howard and Beverly is the best. Howard and Beverly is number one. That's why I said it first. Uh, Who doesn't love a good duck woman uh, relationship? You can only 
have so much time building these relationships yeah, yeah. in a non-romance movie because it's not a romance movie. Right. And sure, in Spider-Man, they build it up over the course of three movies. That's part of it, though. and that's what makes Spider-Man so good. That's why it's rated a nine or on our or an eight point nine instead of a, a lower eight. That's just the difference between a good movie and a great movie or an amazing movie. Even. But I think can we agree that the two best relationships in our watch through have come from. Spider-Man, MCU films, Tony and Pepper, Tony and, and Pepper, Thor and Jane, Thor yep. and Jane, yep. and then if we want, we can throw Peter and MJ in there, maybe. But it's really messy. I just hate MJ. It's messy really messy and yeah. complicated, and that's what I like about the. Like, it makes it interesting to watch. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I will say though, I, I have I have criticisms for Natalie Portman. If I have to mm -hmm. criticize, uh, there are criticisms of this movie, notably the CGI. There are certain scenes where it just does not hold up. But Natalie Portman's acting, there are some scenes where it really falls short. Notably, for example, the scene where Thor gets all of his uh, armor back on and she says, oh my God. Like, ooh, that is cringe. With that the is Dutch maximum angle. With cringe. the Dutch angle, yeah. <laughs> yes. Or when uh, when Thor first uh, wakes up in uh, her house, in Jane's house, and he's shirtless. Oh, that. He's, like, walking around all buff with his, like... Low yeah, what do you call the, the, dude, the, the low rise jeans, bro? <laughs> Guys, have you heard about the swole dudes in the MCU and the torture they were put through? You heard about that? No. So leading up to shoot day, they have to, um, so they have to work out a lot, right? That you know, that's normal because they got to be swole, but also they have to dehydrate. Mm. And I'm pretty sense. sure um, in Captain America. Um, I'm blanking on his name. I'm so bad. Chris Evans. Chris Evans passed out on set because he was dehydrated. Oh, wow. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure one of the superheroes has passed out on set due to dehydration because of this. I think I think Chris Evans passed out because Natalie Portman, uh, not Natalie Portman, um, Haley Atwell touched his uh, his back. Yeah. It was just too much for him. Man. I would pass out too. But that, that's, <laughs> that's a big. Um, that was a pretty big movement going forward is uh, you also don't see as many shirtless yeah, that's insane. Marvel characters going forward too because of these early MCU movies and how badly they were treated. There was a, a union um, thing going on where uh, they were fighting for these males that were like being mistreated. Stupid Tobey Maguire setting the standard in Spider-Man oh, no. 1. You gotta be a standard ridiculous. that would never be beat. Honestly. Never be beat. Sure. Come on, look at and him. And that was natural, too. He didn't have to do any dehydration or anything. That was just He just worked out. Yeah, he yeah. just worked, worked out. out. Wow. Big changes. But I will say, though, back to the point about Thor and Mary, uh, Mary Jane, Jane Foster. Mary I will Jane. say their relationship is one of the best that we have so far. And I wish it was a relationship that they would have stuck with. Although... I would say it was cut for the best. For yeah, Ragnarok. and I, I'm, it's. I still don't think it's particularly strong. I think no. it's our. It's like it's very rushed, and there's a lot of um, just uh, kind of conveniences that happen in it to make them like they just kiss at the end after knowing each other for a day. Like, and that that's not really that's not earned in any way. So, yeah, it's it's sloppy. But I mean, we've just read this list of. Uh, sixteen other sloppy relationships, and this is this is this is a little better than those. I think uh, the the line that I really rolled by is okay is when she when she's handing him the shirt, and he, he's like, 
what's this? And there's a sticker <laughs> on it with, with the ex-boyfriend's name. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that was just my ex-boyfriend. He was good at his patience, but bad at relationships. I was like, oh, geez. Which is an Easter egg, actually. This guy. Donald Blake, which is the name on that, is the alias that Thor uses in the first comic issues that he is when he gets oh. set down. They call He operates under an alter ego, which he kind which, of does in this movie. He definitely does in this movie. He is yeah. not very low-key in this movie. Oh! No, he is not. We haven't even good. talked about low-key yet. No, but Thor is not very low-key in this movie. He is very... So, uh, <laughs> do you guys have a favorite fish-out-of-water moment? Like, something he does while yes. he's on Earth? Yes. Because yes. I do. But I think it, it's, I can't think of a favorite. I, lo- I love when he walks into the petting zoo. It's like, <laughs> yes, I need a horse. <laughs> we don't have horses. We then I'll take the animal that I can ride. Yeah. <laughs> Give me one of those large enough to ride. <laughs> like, oh, that, <laughs> that's good stuff. No, oh, that was the one I was going to choose. But I know you could also go the mug scene, you know. Drink. I like it. I know. It's great, right? Another. <laughs> that, that's a great one. I, there's, that's cool because there's you get to see a little bit of the culture of Asgard too. Like that's that's just how they are. That was completely normal to him, and he saw no remorse in that. Mm-hmm. And during that scene, I don't know if you guys saw it, but I was paying attention to other stuff too because I, you know, I've already seen the scene tons of times. So um, if you look in the background of that scene when he's holding the mug and he throws it down, you see a red truck without a bed go by. Do you really? Yeah, that's no Stanley's way. truck. <laughs> or at least Stanley in the movie. Come on, yeah. that is that so is. Oh, cool. you tell me, Stanley has two cameos in is, this movie. Oh, I, I couldn't see him in the car, but maybe if you zoom in enough. You can okay, see him. okay. Yeah. Wow, I love those. Pretty cool. It's funny. I, so pointed, I was like, Parker, look, look. Stanley had always went on record saying that if a Thor movie was ever made, he'd love to play Odin. But he he was happy to give it to Anthony Hopkins in this movie, yeah, which I mean, Anthony Stanley, Hopkins. I can't imagine Stanley but, playing a main role. Yeah, no, no, he deserves the cameos in each one of the movies. Another great fish out of water moment is the hospital scene when he wakes up and the doctor goes, hi. And he goes, we're just taking a little blood. And he goes, how dare you attack the son of Odin? And he like throws guys or whatever. And then he gets like, he gets the shot in him. He's like, you will not touch the son of And he like goes down on the glass. As a former security guard, I got to say their form was awful. They were not trying to restrain that guy at all. No. Uh. <laughs> C for acting and C for security work. Oh yeah, I am certified uh, to restrain people. Mm. And that's a bad way of doing it. Very well, bad. that's good to know. I didn't know we news. had an expert on this podcast. Yeah. Wow, yeah. very nice. Didn't even try to restrain the arms at all. You're restraining form certified. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. This this movie also shows us the introduction to Hawkeye. We get our first one scene. That was crazy. That Jeremy was Renner, yeah. pretty, I honestly I forgot about that. I love that scene because the way they frame it, it's like, oh, is, is he, is he going to grab the gun? Oh, he's, why would Hawkeye grab the gun? Come on now. In the context of that scene, like it's cool to see him move to the bow, but why why is he reaching for a gun at first? For the hype. For the hype. You oh, know the Hollywood oh, yeah. guys were like, oh okay. So, oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> no, is, is that Hawkeye? You know another part of this movie that made me what? They're in this movie? First shot when we're on Earth, or yeah, first shot in the movie. We got Stellan Skarsgård. I didn't even know he was in this movie. No, yeah, Kat dude. Dennings. I didn't know she was this early. Oh wow, that's crazy, yeah, man. Luthen Ryle, dude. Yeah, because I, I just watched. You know, Andor wasn't too long ago. No, yeah. And uh, Parker's watching Andor right now, and I'm like, geez, the Skarsgårds yeah. are everywhere. 
Stellan is the best, though. He, working hard. And everything he does, he is just peak. He's in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's in Star Wars. He's in Marvel. I mean, what can't the guy do? Speaking of acting jobs that actors you know, can or can't do. There, there go. you go. Tom Everyone is so young in this movie. I looked it up. Everyone's around 30. Do you know that? Wow. That's, that's kind of that's young. 13 years have gone by. He looks so young in this movie. I'm glad we're on the topic of Tom Hiddleston now because he he is a legend. And in this movie, like, he starts off with a bang. Oh, he started a culture. He, yeah, have, do you guys know girls yeah. that just obsessed <laughs> over Loki? Like, that Ooh, was, yeah. it was crazy. It was like I that, my chemical Loki. romance, and like, <laughs> I'm a girl for real. Yeah. Ben oh. is just a girl. Oh, Ben. I'm a girl who simps for. Uh, for Tom, uh, Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston. Yeah. I, I consider myself What's the attraction? a part of that group. What's the attraction? He's his acting performance is his, like magnetic. Well, well, I don't like the term attraction, but right. what is appealing about him yeah, as yeah. a character is What's his, the sex appeal? His, no, 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 <laughs> we're not going there. But the the power set, great. The acting, great. The backstory, the great. Oh, it's crazy! If you're not paying attention yeah. to what he's saying. He is totally manipulating Thor from the start. He's like, the only way to do it is to defy your father's orders directly. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, you totally shouldn't do that. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, You, <laughs> You brilliant. sly he's god so of mischief. Quick. And Thor doesn't realize that he's so sly until the end of the movie, which he should know that he's, because he's grown up with him, but we'll let it slide for the, for the time. He, um, did you guys know that he originally auditioned for the role of Thor? Yeah, yeah. He was, there are audition tapes that you've seen of him. He's like throwing the hammer yeah. around. <laughs> this is a much it's better role. Lanky. This is, honestly. this is one of those castings that you just can't picture anyone else doing. Nope. Like the, the MCU has just, they kill the casting apart from whatever's going on with Edward Norton that we see. But Tony great lead i still think both hulk actors are solid options yeah. both yeah. work as the hulk i think but i mean as far as you know this movie gets so many casting decisions correct that it's like thor they I got mean, the they got the big three yep. they got odin right they got loki right and they got thor right like and jane. Great. jane is really good too i think that what they did really well is height for these characters unlike uh logan as they casted the wrong height uh, <laughs> Thor is huge. Chris Hemsworth <laughs> is 6'3". He's jacked. <laughs> Man, and Stellan Skarsgård is gigantic too, but yeah. they don't show that he's gigantic next to Thor. I noticed that they they didn't put Thor in Stellan. Oh, that's why the ang- angles were so Dutch. Yeah, yeah they, had to make, <laughs> they had to make him look. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Natalie Portman is 5'3". And that's a foot difference. Man. Yeah, wow. I, Avery was watching it with us too, and I was like, Avery, did you know that <laughs> Natalie Portman's short? She's 5'3", and he's like, whoo, whoo. All right, still, I'm still taller. No, hey, you short king's 5'4". Short king's strong. <laughs> That's right. Dang, man. But any, back, to, back to Loki. Oh, his yeah, to. motivations and his acting performance in this are, are the most stellar I've seen. I think maybe one of the best acting portrayals that we've seen in the MCU so far, but one of the best. If not, I, you know what? I'm going to say it. This is the best villain performance mm. that we have so far. I know we've got Willem Dafoe. I know we've got Doc Ock. I don't know if we can beat Willem. <sighs> Willem is good. My thing is, I don't think like Willem is good in the first Spider-Man. I think once we see him again in No Way Home, then I think it's more of a debate. Willem's passion, yeah. and you can feel yeah. his, his, his levels, too. No, no. I think yeah. Tom Hiddleston, he's very... Uh, 
stagnant throughout the whole movie. Like he he does just the same thing for the and it's good. It's good. Uh but Willem, he shows both sides of the character. And I think that yeah. takes more more acting. Yeah, he's chops. got the very the, the two face, the dual personality. He mm-hmm. does that great. But I think what Tom Hiddleston does as this is like there's a points in this movie, especially when Odin tells Loki his origin, his backstory. Oh my god. That's gosh. really good. Fantastic Holy scene. Cow. And Tom Hiddleston, the emotion he portrays and the sympathy here. I wrote it down on my page. I'm trying to find it. I wrote, is Loki actually the hero? Question mark. It's tragic. His story is so tragic. Tell me. You know, like, oh my God, that scene is so good. I'm just a tool for your peace offering. And now what am I? Just another thing for your collection. Another stone and relic. Oh man. The, the dialogue. Uh, Kenneth Branagh is so good at writing Shakespearean dialogue. I don't know why he wasn't chosen to direct Thor The Dark World, another great Shakespearean story with the Dark Elves, but I don't know. In this, he the writing is so good. We can talk about it more in Thor 2, 3, Ragnarok, and all the and Avengers and stuff, but right now, do you guys think that Shakespearean Thor is a better fit for Thor? So here's the thing. I wouldn't tell you that at at all from the years of like 2017 to 2020 the thing is too much of a good thing is a bad thing and then uh, just a bad thing is a bad thing and that's what happened with thor love and thunder you can't look at where this character is going and be like all right i'm happy i'm happy like we still have phase five and six and who knows when thor will show up next but i mean but i love this character right now i love thor but I know leaving Love and Thunder, I hated Thor. Mm-hmm. Did not like his character. So it, right now, it's easy to say, yeah, I, li- I like Shakespeare and Thor. Well, I, he's, I, I like Shakespeare and Thor because he's different. If you look at the characters now, they're all Copy either copies yeah. of a previous character. Like Ironheart is just basically like Spider-Man meets Iron Man combined as a girl, mm-hmm. and. There's just all these new ones that are just the next version of a the previous new, character. Yeah, yeah. And what a Shakespearean Thor would add is a straight character, a, a character who plays it like by the books, by you know, for honor, for glory, and for Valhalla, things like that. And that's what makes the Avengers so good. And is now because it's so, he's so straight. And everyone's then, just so the same. Everyone's joking. But in Avengers. Because that's the thing. That's what makes the first Avengers so good is because you have all of these different characters. before they got lazy. Because like in the park, you that's how you get the Shakespeare in the park moment. Because Iron Man is so cocky and all the and this and Thor takes it so seriously. And he's like, doth mother know? That's how you get those great interactions. <laughs> it's so good because they're their own thing. Can we can we fast track? Can we fast track the marathon? I want to watch Avengers. I want to watch. Let's let's pump out four or five podcasts this week. Four more movies. One, two, three. We got to get through the first Avenger first. We got to get through uh, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Things. Well, that one's coming up. Yeah. 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 That one's going to be a a slog through. But I wanted to talk about Thor's, the future of Thor. We've kind of alluded to it. But I wanted to ask you guys where do you think. As far as all of Thor's iterations go, that this is when Thor is my favorite. And I wanted to like ask you across, like, because he's in, he's got 
four movies. He's in all the Avengers movies. But where specifically do you think Thor shines the most as a character? Is it in this one? Or is it? No. It, is it in, come on. I feel like on. this is true Thor. Yeah. But Ragnarok shows Thor at maybe his best. But is that Thor? Take Ragnarok, add one movie to it. Infinity War. That that's where Thor's mm. at his peak, right there. I think so. Right when he gets Stormbreaker. Yeah, yeah that's Thor. And then Endgame, you kind of lo- you lose it a little, or he get, he gains all the weight. He gets really depressed. And where it works yeah. in a way, it also doesn't work in a lot of other ways. Thor in Endgame though looks pretty. He looks sick. awesome. He, he he looks awesome. When yeah. he gets his two hammers yes. back and he, he gets I, his armor, I have that. I Marvel just started Legends. playing yeah. God of War Ragnarok. I want to tell about this. And he looks like Fat Thor. Because he is Fat Thor. That is true Norse Thor. He's fat. He's, you know, angry. He's full of this just power. Mm. And you you kind of see that with this Thor in Thor 1. But you really see it in Endgame. But it's control. It's not as angry in Endgame. Uh, but yeah, I... Mm. Yeah. That that's a big critique of the Thor movies is that they get Norse mythology so wrong. <laughs> it's Norse Norse mythology told with by Marvel standards. Yeah, but what I like about it is that they still have the basis of everything. So uh, I like how Loki's origins are still Norse correct. He is a frost giant, um, shapeshifter. So he is God. a frost giant. In yeah, Norse he is mythology. a frost giant. He's a frost giant in the game too. Okay, um, in the. Uh, God of War game. Um, I won't. Yeah, yeah. I won't go any further as yeah. for spoilers of God of War, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty cool. If you know Norse mythology, you know the spoilers. So, all right, boys, we got to move it right along here. We got to talk about our favorite character Wait, in this movie. Yeah, oh. before before we do that, let me just. I don't know if this character will make our our list, but Heimdall, Idris oh, Elba, yeah, fantastic, he is like great. The, literally the most underutilized and underappreciated character. In all of the MCU, and I stand by that. Every scene that he's in going forward and in this movie kills it. He is such a fun character. There's so much to do with him. Like his all-seeing power. So cool and so underutilized. I just that that's a big standout for the dark world is yes. Heimdall gets a little more story and I, I really love it. There's a scene where they shoot out. They run out on the Rainbow Bridge. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to Jotunheim. And before they say anything, he says, you're not dressed warmly enough. And it's like, whoa, this dude just knew it. He knew it right off the bat. And when he confronts Loki and Loki's like, you're obey me now. And he's like, I fight. Basically, he fires him from his job. And he's like, your services, I, I no longer need them. And he says, well, then I need no longer obey you. And then he attacked. I mean, the lines that Heimdall has are really great. I, I agree with you there. This is, well, before we get to the final segments, this is the worst performing Thor movie. I was going to say, I wanted to talk about budget yeah. too. What, this, what is the budget at? The budget was $150 million and it made $450 million, which is less than every other Thor movie. Even Thor The Dark World made six times its budget back. Wow. Yeah, it is... Well, that makes uh, I sense. I don't have the Love and Thunder things in my document, but uh, it's pretty close to... Oh, no, no. I made four and a half times its, uh, its budget, which is really good. Yes. that Well, it makes sense. These but, early MCU movies, especially it's a new IP, it's a new property. I can imagine. I'm actually surprised it made that much. Excuse me. What did, what did Iron Man make? That Iron Man made about 500. Iron Man 2 made 600 million. Right. 
Iron Man one made five hundred eighty. Yeah. So I mean, a hundred million is a lot. Yeah, this is before the Marvel movies were five hundred million at least. Mm-hmm. They were pumping that out. At least they were making five hundred million. But yeah, that that's very interesting. Probably this might. No, no, no. Incredible Hulk is the least performing MCU film, right? I'm pretty sure that's the case. I'm pretty sure that's what you said. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk. But, Micah, if you had to choose a favorite character in Thor, oh, who would you go for? Um, I really like Stellan. Mm. I think his acting is uh, is fantastic. I love his little... Uh, buyout thing for for thor to get him out of their little prison thing he's like oh yeah he's a doctor and he took a little too much to drink it or it's implied <laughs> and he's like all right don't take him to any bars okay where are we going to to get a drink, get a drink. <laughs> yes. yes oh it's great uh i i is he in the other ones i don't know he is in he dark is? world okay. and the, um, he he's in, he's in the avengers he is in the avengers yeah. as well yeah he's a main oh, player one and two be a main player in a, the avengers yeah well oh um another thing real quick you guys saw the hydra agent he's agent sitwell yep. oh, yeah sitwell oh mm-hmm. yeah he's in there too but yeah stellan he's great um i like that pick he's yeah yeah he's he's not the main character but he's really good at supporting yes and uh, helping thor out and um I can't wait to see what they do more. I don't remember the other Thor appearances. At yeah, all. these early MCU movies are very foggy for me, which is cool. I remember them. You remember them. I've then, only but seen this movie maybe once. Yeah, yeah, twice. I'm excited to get that. Your that makes it through. interesting. Yeah. Yep, I like that. A I lot. wasn't super huge in, in Marvel, so this is this is really cool. Good, <laughs> good. Ethan. Ben, I'm gonna push it to you actually. Ooh, okay. Yeah, well, you always get to pick oh, your character last. Oh, we still don't know what Ethan's uh, so thoughts on the whole movie. I, <laughs> I want, I want you to pick your favorite character right now because okay. I, don't, I don't want to steal Loki from you. Well, thank you. Yeah, and I will not go with Loki. Oh, actually, sweet. Loki is great. I'm gonna go with Thor. Okay, Chris Hemsworth. You can't go wrong. There's with no him. wrong answer. No, with this. I, yeah. you could go Odin. You could go Odin's that. That's great. Yeah, but Chris Hemsworth's Thor. They knocked it out of the park again with casting, and he does so well in selling the the cockiness of this boy. Basically, there's a scene where uh, Odin and Thor are yelling at each other and arguing, and he's while you wait and be patient. The nine realms laugh at us. If the old ways are done. You'd stand giving speeches while Asgard falls. You are a vain, greedy, cruel boy, and you are an old man and a fool. And it's just the acting performance that he gives matches the great Anthony Hopkins. You knew you had someone who you could rely on and build a franchise around. So it's that good. And his journey that he goes on, I think Chris Hemsworth does such a fantastic job playing this character who many people thought might not even work. Thor's a weird character to make work on screen. But Chris Hemsworth brought his expertise, his, you know, weird comedic timing and i think he is such a great standout in this movie and that's why thor is my favorite character I if that's why they don't continue because he's hard to write for yeah i mean it, it is i mean I, i'll have to watch the dark world yeah but ragnarok that's not thor that's a different character completely i mean it, yeah it his is. name is thor he has things about thor that is but it's not thor it's thor it's thor after... as in thor is the norse god like that right. it's that's the only similarity I, I agree. So, 
Ethan, I feel yeah, like I know awesome. who it's going to be. But I'm happy. Yeah. I get, you left me Loki, so I will I will take Tom Middleton's Loki. And I mean, I, I said this recently, but still, to this day, I think Loki is one of the best characters in the MCU. And he, so he he's really the only main character from Phase 1 that is still a main character now, if you think about it. I, is like, he the, the most important character going forward? You know, do, you have, do you have a video essay about this? I <laughs> I have I am currently writing a video essay about it, actually, on why Loki might be the most important character in the Kang Dynasty. But, uh, yeah, no, it's Loki, and it's just his, his arc is so good. And, uh, like, they do... A really good I think he's we debated if he's a best villain but I think he's a most sympathetic villain for sure just how uh, that scene I keep thinking about that scene of him and Odin in the uh the chamber the vault what do they call yep. it? the vault and he's just I I have the quote pulled up but Ben I would love it if you threw the clip in here I will so I am no more than another stolen relic Locked up here until you might have use of me. Why'd you twist my words? You could have told me what I was from the beginning. Why didn't you? You're my son. I wanted only to protect you from the truth. What, because I, I, I'm the monster parents tell their children about at night? No. You know, it all makes sense no. now why you favored Thor all these years. Because no matter how much you claim to love me, you can never have a frost giant sitting on the throne of Asgard. I love that, and the way he delivers it—he he delivers it so good. And uh, yeah, he—he's my favorite, and it's—it's uh, it's not a debate. So I'm really, really happy that you took Thor because I—and and costume too, costume for oh, him. Oh, they made so his weird such head. a good the look. The cape is so red. Yeah, it looks awesome. The Thor cape is great. The Loki the cape is great. Is so shiny. I and love the helmet designs. Oh on yeah, all the Asgardian Loki's orders. helmet, and he, we get to see even more of it. He—he—he he, he legit leaves this movie walks onto the set of Avengers. Oh shoot. Yeah. You know what? Nobody talked about that group of uh Oh yes. Lady the Sif. Warriors three. The Warriors three. Warriors three. Yeah. They're great. Anything I like say? them. Yeah. Yeah. They are very they're fun. Yeah. I do not lifestyle stand by this. I do not I've even since the Ragnarok came out, I do not like how they were dealt with. I, I think they have the perfect amount of screen time in this movie anymore and I would have yeah. been annoyed any less. I would have been like, okay, whatever. I like but, how they're like they're just they all are unique. Yeah, you have the dwarf guy. They're annoying. Yeah, too. which fun fact, guys. Ray Stevenson, who played the Punisher, plays Volstag, the big fat one, the the dwarf. I guess Ray Stevenson's Punisher, who we just talked about like three podcasts ago, plays Volstag. I'm glad he recovered. I'm glad he yeah. recovered. Volstag is not the biggest role, but it's certainly a better role than that Punisher movie was. Yes, yes. But oh yeah, <laughs> I thought Isn't that, that crazy? Was familiar. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna plug it every week. We Whoa. go listen to our Punisher He's War Zone. He's an RRR too. Remember that Indian movie oh. I was talking about? Yes. Did you you watch that? Right. I watched that. Yeah. It's really good. I recommend it. It's on Netflix. I know. Yeah. It's just really long. Watch the. Uh, yeah. Don't watch the dub. Watch the sub. Sub. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Because their their inflection and their voice is really good. <laughs> so we've talked about many scenes in this movie, a lot of the great scenes. But what stand out as your guys' favorites? And Micah, what would you say your favorite scene is for Thor? <sighs> out of all of them, I'm going to go with the dramatic scene when he uh, fights his way. So first, you get the introduction of Hawkeye, right? And you, 
he's he's charged on him. He's, he's ready to yeah. shoot. He's like, should I take the shot? Let me know. I'm, I'm running out of running out of time here. And he doesn't take the shot, but um, we get that awesome fight scene going in and out of the tent. And uh, after a couple of minutes, Thor gets uh, Mjolnir, gets ready to lift it, and you just see him fall. And he's, he, he can't lift it. He's not worthy. And he doesn't put up a fight anymore. They just put him in handcuffs that he, he can just easily like, break. It's like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. He's done. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. such a good scene. It's a really good scene. The rain's falling, and you get that slow-mo of the the rain dripping down. That was another scene that, that uh, I want to shout out the, the um, mm. cinematographer for. Great scene. Yeah, and it is really cool. To and you get the, the yeah, nice yeah. <laughs> the, the Dutch angle. The Dutch yeah. angle. Dude, it's really cool to track his arc because it's not until uh, Ragnarok that he realizes that he can have the power of Thor without the hammer. He's like, Odin's like, what are you, god of hammers? No, you're god of thunder. But he doesn't know that yet. He doesn't know that. That's why he doesn't have the powers. You know, whoever, whoever, if he be worthy, may possess the power of Thor. And that's why we see Cap possess the power of Thor. That's why we see Jane Foster later possess the power of Thor. But it, uh, it's too, it's really cool to track that, and I like that a lot. Was that Odin blessing Mjolnir right there, giving Mjolnir the power to give people the power of Thor? Was that what that I don't was? know? Because there's a symbol. It, says it, it lights up. It says right. whoever be worthy. Yeah. 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 Or is that just like him saying, okay, guys, uh, here's the deal. If you guys don't already know, <laughs> I, it was anyone he throws it. But obviously the only one who was seeking out to be worthy and eventually comes that way is Thor. You know what was sick? Um, when Thor is first using Mjolnir at in, um, uh, Heisengard? Jodenheim. 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 And he's swinging it around super fast. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Uh, yes. At least make it a challenge for me. Yes. Yeah. Like most. That's exactly line. how you Thor is all in, the time. In God of War too, he's like, "Show me your true power," kind of thing. Yeah. Thor. The 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 fight scene on Jotunheim was really cool, and the frost giants. It very Lord of the Rings esque. Yes. Lord of the Rings really paved the way and allowed for stuff like this to be really accepted on screen. Go back to your castle, princess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Next. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> Ethan, what would you say your favorite scene is? Yeah, I don't want to sound redundant, but it is the scene that I listed for for Loki. That I really like that. It help really helps us understand the character of Loki and how he just contrasts Thor and Odin and kind of like Loki sucks. We see him do a, a lot of things that really aren't heroic. He's not a hero. But he is a sympathetic villain, and I like, I like seeing that done well. In every one of Loki's portrayals, in like in all the movies, even in Dark World, mm -hmm. there are some really great Tom Hiddleston yes. moments. Yes, and and I mean, you see that even in real life, Tom Hiddleston loves the character of Loki. He just does. And I forget. So um, which one's the one where he's in prison? Is that Age of Ultron? The, that is the Dark World. Dark That's world. the Dark yep. World. Oh, yep. okay. Hmm. Maybe I've seen Dark he, World a lot more than I thought I have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say the best scene, my favorite scene, is when he goes up to the Destroyer and he's talking to Loki yeah. through the Destroyer and he's saying, brother, whatever I have done to wrong you, you know, take me instead, instead of the people here. The arc builds perfectly to that moment. And although there's some wonky CGI, like afterwards when he, you know, kills the Destroyer, I would say that scene is the emotional crescendo of the movie. And what earns him truly makes him worthy to wield Mjolnir again. And 
I think it's handled so well. But now it's time to decide how well this true this movie is truly handled and give our rankings. Is this movie worthy? Is it worthy? And we'll start with you, Micah. What is your score for Thor? Thor, 2011. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie i think it's uh i love i'm a sucker for origin stories mm-hmm. this is the first uh, thor movie while it's not an origin of how thor got his powers it's how he was brought to earth how you know these characters are all building up so i like thor um i like shakespearean thor i like how he's different from the other avengers uh, he sets himself apart in that way he makes himself uh, a straight character where he's being educated the whole time like things are new to him so they can explain it to thor to explain it to the audience i love the norse mythology i love how they introduce us to this world just a a small glimpse of what the greater mcu could hold if we were to explore the nine realms we don't but it'd be cool a few of them we go to a few we're we're not like jumping around all these different gods and no and what they could be doing they do it with Guardians of the Galaxy. That's basically what I want out of out of Thor, but they don't do it. Um, but yeah, I I love this movie. The action's great, um, but I don't quite think it's a nine. I think it's oh, you're going that. Whoa. whoa! I didn't know you were you were debating that high. I think okay. it's an eight point nine. Whoa! Whoa! Just shy of being. Really freaking! Wow, that is eight point nine. That is such a high score, Micah. I uh, wow. We got a lot of movies. Eight point nine. We do. Uh, Yeah. Listen, this. If this is the best Thor movie, I would be surprised. Like I said, it's a certified banger. Okay. I love it. Certified banger. What is there to hate about this movie? We didn't say much to hate. No. And we said a lot of things that are good, but nothing is exempt the movie. You know, the romance isn't quite there. The action is really, really good, right? The score is really, really good. The CGI is pretty close. The Norse mythology, all these cool elements that just... It's setting the scene. It's The Force Awakens. I, I love it, Mike. It's The Force Awakens. It's, it's a new hope. It's a new hope. Let's go with that one. And we don't... <laughs> I wouldn't say it's as good as a new hope. I, I'd say I'd say it's Force Awakens level. Oh, okay. If we're yeah, debating yeah. levels of yeah, yeah. yeah. and then yeah. Uh, they don't make uh, they don't make Finn a Jedi. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we can. Debate but they that do one. make Jane a Thor. They, they do make Jane a Thor. You oh, can cancer oh. and killers. So that's great. Yes, the spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah, spoilers. For I mean, we, we've been spoiling Love and Thunder this whole Caleb time. Caleb Elwood watched. Eleven Thunder this week, and uh, he had something he wanted to say. He said, Did he really? Uh, he said, "Just finished Thor. Not gonna lie, I kind of liked it. Oh. Probably mostly because of Papa Bale's acting. <laughs> Thought it was pretty good, though. That's what. Huh. So shout out Caleb. Thanks for. Uh, if you guys have <laughs> any uh, spicy takes, yeah, yeah. send them. I like that. Definitely bring them up on the podcast. But uh, an eight point nine is very I'll epic. stick with that. Very epic. One of my like higher that. scores. Wow. That is true. Wow. My, uh, what is higher than this one? Iron for Man you. and Spider Man. Iron Man and Spider Man. Okay. Uh, okay. So this is your third favorite movie we've watched. Okay. watched. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And question. Was, yeah. Is the sign no? Were you buying the tickets for Ant Man while watching this movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ant Man IMAX. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be great. Literally next week, dudes. That's next week. That is next week. Seventeenth, sixteenth. Yep, sixteenth, sixteenth. Next oh, Thursday. Yeah. My birthday is on the twentieth. 
It's coming up. Oh, oh. what are we doing for that? Are we watching Back to the Future for your birthday? Uh, we'll aren't you going? Aren't you leaving? Aren't you going out of town that weekend? No, no, no. I thought I, I'm, I, I must be going screwy. But Ethan, we can talk about yes. post podcast. <laughs> Give us your thoughts, man. Come okay, on. I, so... I've been waiting for it. Oh, my birthday. I'm recording um, the multiverse monologues that night. That's what I'm doing. Oh, okay. It's well, good. good. It's good. good. I got it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My thoughts on Thor is, um, yeah, like I said last week with Iron Man 2, we've watched a lot of bad movies on this list, right? Oh, yeah. we, we've seen a lot. And this this is not one of them. I, I like Thor. Yes, and I I'm, knew it. I, I called it at the <laughs> beginning. I was like, you see, like she's. How much I like that, this movie is up for debate, and I'm going to solve that right now. But uh, I really love the way we're doing this. I've never watched movies at this patient of a pace. One movie per week, it's hard. Sometimes it it's hard. Like I want to watch Avengers every single night when I go home, but it's hard. I'm you, waiting for it. You just cuddle up in bed and you're like dreaming of Avengers. But, but that's in, what makes it so that's special. What they, so it last, brings us back. Yeah. So last time when I watched this movie, same deal with Iron Man two. I watched them and it was all on a binge. I watched them in a summer with my cousin. We probably watched two movies a day. So I didn't like this movie. Didn't stand out. But in this watch, I really there's not a lot to hate about it. There really isn't. And I say where the a story loses me a little is I think the earth stuff is less interesting. Like I think I, I love all the Yonheim stuff. I love all the Asgard stuff. I love Loki and Thor and Odin. and Odin. Yeah. But then when you throw in the hospital stuff and some of the earth stuff, it loses me a little, but it doesn't lose me completely. And I still think it is a very solid film. I love Thor. I love Loki. I love Odin. Uh, Stellan Starsgar. The casting is really good. He's stellar. He's stellar. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> casting is really good, and the visuals are really good. The music is really good. There's not a lot to hate about this movie. How high am I going to go with this score, though? I'm not going nine point. I'm not going to break eight. I know that. I, I agree but, with you, though, Ethan. Those, uh, those points don't really get it to a nine for me. Just shy for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And, and nine, I think, is Yeah, good. I'm not the biggest Jane supporter, but I, I, don't, I don't hate her. And I do think that their relationship is rushed. It is. Yes. But I do really want to highlight the scene, though. rushed in all I, the Thor movies. Yeah, I know, I know. I, it, I don't, it doesn't really sell me on it, but if there was a scene that almost sold me, or really kind of sells me a little, if I'm being honest, it's when he's writing on the paper and yep. he's showing her the nine realms. Oh, yeah. That, that scene is really good. Great scene. And even though I just, even though I just met these characters, I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of falling in love too. So it, it works on yes. that level. I think it's still rushed and it loses some points there, but they do, they do enough to make me buy into it just a little. So for that, I gave what Iron Man a 7.4 man. I really, Iron Man a 7.4. I gave oh, Iron, Man, Iron Man 2. Okay. Iron Man 2 a 7.4. Oh, I really, okay. Iron Man, you gave an 8.7. You know what? Let's go. I'm going 7.5 for 7. Thor. 5? I like this movie. Okay. There's a magic. Oh. There's a magic to Phase One that we're hitting with. Yes. I think Hulk didn't have it, but I think Iron Man had it. I think Iron Man Two had it, and I think Thor has it. If, I like this. If you're gonna take one thing, and this is me speaking to the listener now, if you're gonna take one thing from this, it's, it's go back. If you're feeling the Marvel fatigue at all, go back and relive some of the magic of Phase One, man, because it is there and it is palpable. We are feeling it, man, and. I, 
I cannot wait each and every week. You know, I'm, I'm sad to leave the MCU every time we do, even though I'm excited to watch all the movies on this list because it's such an interesting experience. I just am sad to leave the MCU, you know? So wherever we go, I just, it is so much fun to live in this universe, mm-hmm. especially during the start. You know, when you go to church camp and you have the Jesus high, <laughs> we got the MCU high, yeah, baby. I got that Feige high right now. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's absolutely true. But oh, real quick, it. real quick about Jane. Uh, that just popped in my head. Remember when she said that it was a temporary living situation? And yeah, she's and she throws like it's a hundred thousand dollar camper that she's living in. She throws cereal in the the cabinet. Yeah, <laughs> like a full bowl of cereal in the cabinet. She's like oh. That, that's not where that goes. They sell it, though. I mean... I, yeah, I, I think her awkwardness works better in this movie than um, Hayden Christensen's awkwardness. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. So, too. Yeah. So, related to another Natalie Portman movie. Yeah. 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 Most acting jobs are better than that one. Coming from the biggest prequel nerd, you know. Since Rebecca won't make bad. it this far, Natalie Portman's pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, you know your girlfriend won't listen this oh, far no, she yeah. she's not a real one <laughs> very nice um that does have to work right there so well, what do you know maybe she'll start listening now to now if she wants to hear that she has to listen this far yeah, i'll say hey rebecca oh. i shouted you out at the end of the pie <laughs> and then she'll listen to every other one because she never knows yeah, i never won't say never know one. yeah it's learned something new about micah but let's learn something new about ben or learn something hmm. well, well, yeah what, what do you think about what do you think about this face? I had the biggest crush on Batman as a kid. Hey, me too. I'll say that. I'll say that. But uh, the not, in, not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Figure's got, figure's got a figure, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Micah. Micah, Micah. Oh, yes. Um, What's really like 30 a, bucks? An 8.9 and a 7.5. We're, this is this, this, this is, is going to be Thor is surprisingly going to be high. One of the yeah. best movies we have so far because you know I'm not going to give it a nine. I don't think this in the broad context of what we're going to get. I can't give it a nine. As much as I want to, as much as I like the film, I've got to put it in check. I thought I was going to be the highest. Eight point nine is going to beat my score. But I'm going to give it an 8.5 because when you look at this movie, the top three performances are the people who need to be the best. Odin, the family, Loki, and they they are all so good. Free gets more to do in Dark World, but they're all so good. Loki is such a standout. Thor is such a standout. They nail what they need to nail. It is so, so good. The plot, the character development that we've talked about for Thor that I have harped upon and the music everyone knows I'm a score guy yes the music is so so fantastic by Patrick Doyle and that's why it's an 8.5 I couldn't give it a 9 maybe as time goes on if they if Taika releases another wacky Thor movie this might get up to a 9 but for me right now it's an 8.5 so Michael what does that give us Overall for Thor. I want to start off by saying uh, Metacritic gave this a 57. Mm. Wow. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes Critic is 77. Mm. Audience 76. Okay. IMDb is at a 7. Okay. And we gave it, ready for this? Yeah. An 8.3. It's it's in the 8. Snagging the third spot in the list. I'm glad. So it goes Spider-Man 2, Iron Man, Thor, Spider-Man. 
So Thor is number three. Thor is yeah. number three. Thor is number three on my list as well. Kicking X-Men Origins Wolverine out of the top ten. Oh, no. That's okay. Oh. For this movie to do that, I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. So this is number three on our number list. Three? This is epic. This is epic. Do we have all three or all four, I guess, MCU films in the top ten? Uh, Yeah. Iron Man 2 is number ten. Hulk, though? Hulk didn't make it. No way. Oh, no, no, no. Incredible Hulk. That's what I was yeah. Hulk is a 5.8. That's 15. Never mind. So, uh, so I think Thor there is might... third place. Iron Man 1 is second place. Uh, Iron Man 2 is 10th. Then Hulk is 15th. Yeah. Got it. So Hulk is 15th. Yeah, so that's a big jump. Howard the Ducks, 22nd. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you guys I'm know. glad we know that. <laughs> But no, it is commonly said that Incredible Hulk is the black sheep of the MCU. And looking at it from like an outside perspective, easy to say, no, no, there's worse things. But I mean, as of right now, it definitely is. Yep. It's a black sheep. And I, I want to highlight in this scene when we, I guess, we get our second Burger King in the MCU. The uh, the shield agents on the top of the, yeah. the building are, are eating Burger King. So. I like seeing that mirror. You know, we we had. What's the Burger King reference? Iron Man. Iron Man. He's eating cheese. I want an American oh, that's cheeseburger. Right. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah I do that. Tony <laughs> likes cheeseburgers. Oh come on. Oh. I I also love that. <laughs> Just to know where that goes. That Thor loses all his power, and you know he's the god of thunder, but uh, a taser takes him out. How ironic is that? Oh, oh, damn, about that. To me, Thor was so puny a weapon. <laughs> What was I supposed oh. to do? I was scared. That's Kat good. Dennings was kind of a... She, she played the annoying character well. Yep. It wasn't annoying. <laughs> All right, I'll say this. What, what A time where I audibly laughed is... This isn't uh, Natalie Portman's fault, but it's the editing's fault. When Thor gets slapped and he flies and it cuts to her and it's the corniest Dutch angle oh. slow-mo run. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Go yep. rewatch I it. That it's same it's thing. not good. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So that's Thor. That is our review for Thor. It's our. Uh, it's in our top three so far for the MCU. Ah. What is next week, Micah? Next week is 2011's X-Men First Class. The first movie in the uh, rebooted, requel kind of, you know, we'll X-Men trilogy. We'll have to see if it is a requel yet because we know in the context of what, what comes is the timeline does change. But we'll see after first class if we can justify saying that it's a different timeline. Yes. The X-Men timeline is a concept of frighteningly little. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But I'm excited but, to dive into this because I feel like I'm going to be an X-Men expert by the whoa. end of this. You like that? XXX? You know? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Don't go there. We'll go to Xander Cage, Triple X. That's, that's where you should go. <laughs> but that has been that has been Thor. I had a great time with this movie. I'm so excited to keep on going. And we hope... You are too, because we're having a great time and uh, rating these movies. I know X-Men First Class is pretty well thought of. It's one of the better X-Men movies. Where can we watch this movie at? Um, you Disney can watch Plus. this on Disney+. Yep. Plus. yep. Or Blu-ray. I, I own the Blu-ray. Yep. Yeah. I do too. I think my Blu-ray, one of the Blu-rays in the box set in the Cerebral Collection is uh, Region A. Yeah. So mm. I can't watch, can't watch it. Blu-ray yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. That kind of stinks. Well, you do, you do have Disney Plus. So that's going to be very interesting. So stay tuned for that next week and the Last of Us podcast as well. And uh, other than that, it, this has been Rayside. This is Ethan Wenzeloff. This is Mike. 
And we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. 